everyone. Welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, all right. We've got another fabulous episode coming up today. Um, And if you're new to the show, episodes drop every Wednesday morning. And if you've been with me for a while on this journey, I love you so much. I see you. Thank you for being here. Um, So today we're joined by Taylor Ray. She is a business and manifestation coach, abundance mentor, and soul expander. And if you heard Natalia Benson's episode, and if you're familiar with her work, Taylor is Natalia's business coach as well. So she's really here for women in general who are ready to call in the desires that they came here for. And I'll tell you a little bit about her story before we get into this. So after two years of running her own business, which was in fitness, she was working like 70 plus hours a week, uh, building her brand online, running everything. And it led to just a major burnout for her. And she went through a total breakdown and ended up in the hospital with physical injuries as a result of that kind of exhaustion. She was suffering from anxiety attacks and felt that she could no longer fulfill what she thought her destiny was supposed to be. And I think so many of us can relate to that at one point or another, but um, through this journey, an epiphany came through for her. And she realized that life was happening for her, not to her. And she realized that this old school mentality she'd had of forcing and hustling and pushing and constantly being in her masculine was just not working. It wasn't enough. So she ended up tapping into her feminine flow and really paying attention to energetic principles and leaning into her intuitive guidance and essentially trusting in the divine guidance of the universe. And less than two years after that happened, Taylor managed to scale her business to multiple six figures online. She was serving an audience of over 60,000 people through social media. She'd manifested her dream apartment in Melbourne, Australia, and she paid off over $30,000 in debt. So her story is super powerful. I think all of us are going to have something that we can relate to throughout her journey. And uh, she's such a powerful speaker and such an expander. I ended up taking her free funnels class, which was so, you know, so important, I think, for anybody in business to understand. And she's just brilliant. So I'm really grateful that she's here. And while you listen in the meantime, check her out on Instagram at this is Tay Ray. And I'm at Helen Denham underscore. So hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're learning. And as always, if you feel like a friend might benefit from this information, please feel free to send it along. All right. I think that's it from me. Enjoy this conversation and I will talk to you on the flip side. The first question I always love to ask guests is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? Yes. It's like my favorite thing. I love talking about this. So great first question. Um, For me, morning rituals are everything. Like I've been a big morning routine person for a really long time. Um, And I'm very fluid with it. Like I really trust if like things need to change. So it's not like, you know, I've had the same routine for the last three years and that's all that I've ever done, but what I'm currently doing and loving. So aiming to get up around that sort of like 5.30 mark between 5.30 and 6, somewhere there. Um, I start my day at the moment with a licorice tea with slippery elm bark. I'm on a whole gut healing journey at the moment with a naturopath. So we're working on that. I have that in the morning. I do my breath work, a journal. um, And then I will do some form of exercise or movement at the moment. We're in Melbourne in lockdown. So it's at home workouts. YouTube is saving my life. Um, So I'm grateful for that. Otherwise I go for a walk or for a run, something like that. Um, And then I will come back. I'll make myself a delicious breakfast and sit on the balcony and just like enjoy the sun coming up. And then I'll have a shower, get ready. I'm being incredibly intentional with that at the moment, actually. Just I've always, like I've worked from home for a really long time. Like Lockdown is lockdown, but like not too much changes for me routine wise, I guess, in terms of like working from home and stuff. But even so, I think it does have sort of like a, an impact, just the whole world being locked down, I guess. So for me, just really making sure that I'm still doing you know, getting ready in the morning, like putting on an outfit that makes me feel really good. I do my makeup. I went through a period where I was like, who cares about makeup? Like it doesn't matter, but I'm really just finding that 
you know, bringing it back in has just elevated my mood so much. So yeah. And I don't know if I said this, but I throw in a cold shower last as well. I'm dabbling in Wim Hof method at the moment. (laughs) So yeah, that's basically my morning and then just get into my day. Beautiful. Excellent. And is it winter? What's the season over there right now? Is it cold? Uh, Winter. Yeah. So it's the last month of winter right now. We're coming into spring. So it's slowly getting a little bit warmer. Oh yes. Got you. Um, I'm, I'm loving everything that you're saying. I especially can relate to like putting on makeup and just getting fully ready in the morning recently, because it can be so easy to just stay in the same outfit, same vibe for day upon day upon day. But like, that's really helped boost my confidence as well. And just like, get me into this mental shift of like, okay, let's have a great, great day, productive day. Like shift the vibration a little bit. So yeah, I think Mm -hmm. just changing the state. And like you said, instead of it just being like, rolling through the motions because I did feel like that for a while where I wasn't you know being as intentional and then it became very much like oh my god my morning is becoming my night my night's becoming my morning like where is it breaking up and so Mm -hmm. that for me like morning rituals and evening rituals are massive just for changing my energy state and being really intentional what does the evening look like for you Uh, So my evening is like equally as sacred to me. So big one for me, first things is turn the lights off. So I live in an apartment. So like overhead lights are kind of necessary. We don't get a lot of sunlight in here. Um, So we have lights on like all day. So for me, the first thing is like, lights go off. And that for me, energetically, like it's like something is like, oh, so soothing. Um, I'll generally go for what I've been loving lately. And I'm not a runner by like, I would never have classed myself as a runner, but I was talking about this on my stories last night, I actually went for a run, like sun was setting, like, like along the lake near our house and like so beautiful. And again, in lockdown, I think, you know, that's one thing that I'm grateful for is it's been like, Hey, you actually like running. Like this is a good thing for you. So I've really been enjoying that, but I always do some sort of walk or yoga or just movement as, as, as much as I can get outside. I do. Cause again, working from home, it's like breaking it up. Like we were saying, so yeah, I'll turn the lights off and then I'll go for a run. So when I come back, it's really lovely. Like the energy is really nice when I come back and then, yeah, I'll put on, I'm loving this incense at the moment. The brand's called this is incense. So super easy to remember. Um, or like, um, essential oil, and a diffuser and then I'll have a shower do my skincare routine into my pajamas put my dressing gown on and then yeah um you know make dinner spend time with my partner James and then yeah sort of our evenings can be sort of different with what we do sometimes we do our own thing sometimes we'll like watch a show or a movie together um but honestly the best like the the thing that has really improved my evening routine so much lately is bringing in evening gratitude journaling. So what I'll do is I'll kind of just write a summary of my day and all the things. So it's not even just like the big things. It's like the teeny tiny little things that I did. And it's kind of like I'm taking stock while also being grateful for just like what fills my day. Because again, this all came from feeling like I was just in this current of life that was very fast paced and flowing away from me. And I was like, you know, I need to bring it back. I need to get more present. And so for me, that has been everything, like just really reflecting on my day in the evening. Um, Even last night, like I just had this overwhelming feeling of just being like proud of myself and some of the ways that I've been focusing on being intentional and up leveling lately. And I journaled on that and with, you know, just those little moments of celebration, I think are so important. And yeah, this, I just love it. Mm, so good. Lots of things to touch on with you there. I mean, your journaling practice too, sounds like a great exercise for memory. Cause I find that oftentimes when I go to bed, I'm like, what even happened today? And then it, it takes like actually yeah. running back and you're like, whoa, that's what happened. And it just slows, slows it down a little bit. It gets us into that like objective yeah. observer perspective. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. I think a lot of our audience is familiar with Wim Hof, but how have you felt your body and your energy change doing your cold showers and, and that kind of breathwork technique? I'm loving it, honestly. Like I've been doing, so I've done breathwork here and there, like over the last few years, but not sort of like a committed practice. I'm big on meditating, but I sort of dip in and out of breathwork, um, but just been loving it. So d- today's day 14 for me consecutively. Um, and yeah, just shifted into doing Wim Hof. And I don't know, I, I just find it like, he's got an amazing app as well, which is so helpful, but I just find it, again, it's that, that sense of being so grounded, so present, like 
so balanced and I always pause after and that's where I for me connect to like source energy universe spirit whatever you want to call it but that for me is very much that spiritual connection afterwards so I've gone through I've done the breath work I've really come into myself and then I allow whatever messages want to come through and just get channeled and sometimes it's just like a word or like a theme for the day and then other days it's you know clarity around some action or some something that I've been thinking about or I don't know sometimes it can just be like a down load but yeah I just I really love it and like I said I think for me it's incredibly grounding I think it's definitely helped with like anxiety and stuff like that as well and the cold shower is like a whole other level of energy like I feel for me it's clarity more than anything like sometimes you know you can wake up and you feel a bit groggy or a bit slow to start but then you get in the shower and it's just honestly it feels like it brings me to life um and so you know I don't always want to do it <laughs> like even before this I like you know it was like okay go get ready for the interview and then I was like went to get out of the shower and I was like mm, you need to do your cold blast and so like turn it back on, put the cold on. And I was like, okay, (laughs) but I knew that it would, you know, be what I needed to elevate my energy so I could show up fully for you today. And that's kind of, you know, my sort of mantra, I guess, and everything is like, look after yourself, like, you know, fill your own cup up, do the things that serve you so that you can serve others. So yeah, I'm loving it. Oh yes. Yeah. It can literally like shock a bad mood right out of you. It's amazing. Plus it's also like doing it in the morning it's like doing something difficult, something challenging, you know, at the beginning of the day. And you're like, oh, I can overcome this. Cause it's like, it's not necessarily easy to get in a shower that's freezing cold, but you start to actually, I've I've started to really look forward to it and get kind of addicted to that feeling. So, oh, that's great. So Tay, I will have given a little bit of an introduction about what you're up to, what you're focused on, but could you take us through your story essentially and what your life has kind of looked like over the past 10 years or so? Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. We can go all the way back. <laughs> and wherever you want to start, but what has your journey been looking like up until yeah, now? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, if we're going back, you know, 10 years, like I was... God, how old am I now? 29. So I was 19. So I was, you know, university. And so I went to university and studied business, majored in marketing at uni, absolutely loved it. Really thought that I was going to be, you know, corporate gal, like, you know, climbing the ladder. That's what I thought. Um, and sort of started off in that way. And I, you know, big marketing background. So I immediately sort of went into like sales, marketing, business development, B2B sales, everything like that. Um, and got in there and then was very like, what oh my god like I this is not for me at all like I felt incredibly like claustrophobic is probably the best word like very suffocated and like this cannot be it like are we joking like surely there's more than this and I felt very much like there was a cap for me around what I could do and I really hated um kind of having to report to someone or having someone tell me what I had to do I didn't feel like I was really like having any impact at all. You know, I went from different roles. So I did like um, marketing for like phone companies, like Telstra is like a massive company here. So I did like business development for Telstra. um, And then I went into like the recruiting world and did like the business like acquisition side of that. Um, And again, for big companies and for like little startups and very much so was like, oh my God, like this is just, yeah, really not enjoying it. And so anyway, to sort of cut it down, I ended up, I was really passionate about health and fitness. I still am, but incredibly at that time I'd gone through like my own transformation. And so I ended up being like, you know what, how can I help? How can I serve? And so for me, it was centered in helping other women to sort of come into confidence within themselves. It was, for me, it was all about find your fierce. So I ended up starting my first business and that was called the fierce project. And so it was eight week transformations for women. We did boot camps, everything like that. I loved it. Um, but there was part of me that was always like, okay, I feel a little bit trapped again in terms of like the location requirement of it. You know, it has to be like here in this area that I live and I wanted to expand out and be like, okay, I want it to be more global. I want to be able to reach women everywhere, not just people who live in this local area. So then I started to transition into online while still doing, you know, all of the face-to-face running the boot camps. Um, And basically what happened there was I, I had this belief that building a business had to be really hard. That's kind of just what I grew up and what I knew was that it had to be hard. It should be like hustle, force, like work your face off, basically very in the masculine. And so that was my belief. And that's ultimately what I created to be true for myself. So I was working 
I was teaching like 30 plus classes a week. I was, I was doing like 70 plus hours a week in this business and not seeing the return for it financially either. Like it was just, it felt like such a struggle anyway, that as well as like all the back end of the business, plus trying to scale online, all this sort of stuff so hard. What ended up happening was I ended up having a complete breakdown. I was 25 and I ended up like completely burnt out. So like physically, emotionally, mentally ended up in hospital at one point, like my body gave out as well. Like, like muscles were like tearing and stuff like that. Cause I was getting ready to compete in powerlifting, like just all the things at the same time. Anyway, for me, that was like absolute rock bottom because it was like everything that I'd worked for for the last two years, I couldn't do. Like, I could not even do a push up. So then I couldn't run my classes. So then for me, the purpose that I had was gone. Like, oh my God, this thing that I thought I was here to do, I suddenly can't do it anymore. So that was a time of like a lot of anxiety. I cried a lot. Like, I just remembered like days just crying in bed, just being like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I thought this was it. Now I have no idea. And then I remember one day I, and I wasn't religious. I wasn't spiritual, like never really had any of that, you know, growing up or anything. And I was walking down my hallway and I remember, and I just remember feeling so upset. And suddenly it was like, this voice spoke to me and it was, it said, this is happening for you, not to you. And it was like this overwhelming sense of calm just came over me and was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a good thing. Like, I feel like this is actually leading me where it is that I meant to go. And then from there, it was like, okay, well, let's look at the opportunities. Like, what is this trying to teach? And then that's when I started to, you know, other things started to fall into my lap, like literally like podcasts, books, like Abraham Hicks, the vortex manifestation, babe, like all of the, like everything about like spirituality, chakras, like all of that just started to like plop, 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 like land in front of me, Gabby Bernstein. Um, and so I just, that's all I could do. Like all I could do was just consume, consume, consume all of this stuff. And it was like, I was opening the gates to this whole world that I didn't even know existed. Um, and so I just started learning about that. And then I ended up just stopping what I was doing with the fierce project and then started a new Instagram account. Um, just started sharing on there, my journey, what was happening for me spiritually with manifesting everything like that. People started to love it. I started a podcast and then, you know, that sort of expanded out and then it was like, okay, well maybe I'll start working with clients. So I started working with clients and then I started, um, running courses, like online courses and things like that. And, you know, and then it sort of transitioned around, like, you know, for me, it's funny because the fierce project was, it was so centered in like the empowerment with women, but it's like that theme carried through. And then it became about like the spiritual, the manifesting, like manifest the life you're worthy of. And then it sort of shifted into, well, I built my business. So I scaled my business to like six figures in, I think it was about eight months. And then people were like, what did you do? So then I was like, okay. So then I started working with people that way, creating courses, working with clients and, you know, building their businesses. And so, you know, I've had this business for just over three years now. And so what I now do is I help women to blend the woo with the work, which honestly is the most aligned thing of my life, like the spiritual and the strategic, you know, the masculine and the feminine, because for me, it was the blending of both of those things that allowed me to you know, and I can go into it if you want, but like turn my whole life around, like absolutely everything to the point that now I'm living the, the vision board that was on my Pinterest, you know, and it's, and that sounds so cliche, but like, and it all just came from being so clear, like applying the principles, but then also applying the strategy. And that's the piece I see missed so much. And that's why it's so important that I say it is like, it's not just about sitting there and wishing for it and law of attraction, like attracts like, like taking the action, supporting it with the strategy and everything like that. And so yeah, that's kind of a summary and that's to where I am today. <laughs> Love it. Yes. And I was going to ask you about that too. Like, what is your perception of manifestation? How do you describe it? And like, what do you think some misconception is around manifestation? And yeah. I think you just said it, like taking action and not just sitting and waiting for it to happen. But um, mm -hmm. what else goes into creating, you know, your vision as a reality for you? Like, what other steps do you make sure that you take when you're, you're yeah. calling in a new project or something that you're excited about. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good question. It's amazing. I'm actually working on a new book at the moment called the manifesting method. So it's actually so in alignment, like literally I'm writing it at the moment. So, um, with, for me, it's, 
there's a lot of different elements that go into it. But, you know, as you said, the biggest one for me, I'm all, I harp on about this so much, but is literally the law of action. So all the universal laws, like everyone just talks about the law of attraction all the time, but it's like, there's a lot of other universal laws at play. One of my favorites is the law of action. Cause I truly, I describe it as, you know, think about it like you're baking a cake. So if, you know, if you've got the eggs, you've got the flour, you've got the milk, all of it. If you don't have an oven, you are never going to have a cake. Like you can mix and you can mix and you can mix. You're never going to have the cake. And so I always look at it as like you are the oven and the universe is always giving you all the little ingredients. So be the oven, like turn it on, take action, like be the catalyst. And so I always say that, you know, the universe is one half and you are the other. And you guys are like, if you take action, you're moving towards the universe while it moves towards you kind of like, think about it. Like you're, you're moving to a middle point. And if you're taking action that supports what it is that you are calling in, you're going to move there so much faster. So, you know, obviously I love all the rituals. I love the journaling. I love the meditating. I love acting as if like, that's a massive one. I love, you know, the visualization holding, you know, a clear vision of what it is that you're calling in. But then obviously the action, but on top of that, you know, it's for me, a lot of the inner work around the limiting beliefs that are going to come up along the way, you know, stories around worthiness, validation. This is stuff I've done a lot of work on, especially in the last year is just really looking at what is it that's holding me back? You know, things around guilt, things like that, that, you know, as I've dived into this, it's really been tied to my relationship with my dad. It's been tied to my childhood, stuff like that. A lot of wounds that, you know, it's about looking at it. And that for me is massive. So I see it a lot where it's like, you know, got to be high vibe and got to be up. And I went through this and almost like spiritually shamed myself around like, you can never not be high vibe. And then that's kind of how I was showing up on social media too, of just like, here I am like so elevated. And that was exhausting me. And then I felt like I was putting on this front that wasn't authentic. And so that was about being really honest with myself and like, wait a sec, like no manifesting is not about just being in a high vibe state all the time. Like sometimes you need to honor the low vibe moments and look at that. And what is that coming up to tell you? What is that coming up and bringing up so you can actually heal it? So you can look at it, so you can rewrite it. And so for me, a lot of the manifesting journey has been around continuously holding space for the wounds that need to be healed, doing that inner work and then kind of like healing that little part and then continuing to move. And then, oh, there's going to be more because as you elevate, you move up, you're always going to be faced with new things, new challenges, new subconscious beliefs that you did not even know was there. It's like peeling back your onion and you're going layer upon layer upon layer, you know, and it's just about expecting that I think instead of just being like this is just going to be the best journey of my freaking life it's like no like and I have just gone through my well I'm still in it my Saturn return um which again whole world of like holy shit like all this stuff coming up for me to look at to be like have you actually integrated this or have you sort of pushed it aside? And then that for me was, you know, boundaries was a massive one. Um, letting go of relationships that were no longer in alignment for me, no longer serving me, no longer serving you know, anyone who was really involved. So yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it, yes, all the beautiful rituals and the high vibes and everything, also the action, and then also looking at how you can do the inner work and really work with the ego, the negativity, the limiting beliefs, and not shitting on yourself for it, not making yourself feel bad, not saying, oh, that's an awful thing. I shouldn't be dealing with that. Or I shouldn't be looking at it and trying to push it aside. Instead, being a witness for it, giving yourself grace. That's what one of my coaches says to me all the time. Like, Tay, just give yourself grace. And I love it because I am an achiever. I am someone that, you know, wants a lot out of my life. So for a long time, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Whereas now it's like, I know I'm moving. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm calling in, but I'm also going to give myself grace through this process at the same time. And I'm going to accept all aspects of me as I continue to work on and develop them. Mm. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because I think it can be so easy to get kind of wrapped up, especially on social media, seeing all of our favorite spiritual teachers and everybody just feeling like we're so far behind. How are they at this pinnacle of success and like alignment? But I love that you're talking about doing the shadow work and honoring that and mm -hmm. having the courage to go deep and assess like, where did I pick up this programming in my childhood? Am I afraid mm -hmm. of turning into my parents in this way or, or what's going yeah. on here? Um, yeah. And I can relate to that so deeply about just being more graceful and gentle with ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. I, I kind of have this belief that like, unless I was pushing myself and like kind of 
a little bit harsher. Like I wasn't going to actually get it done. And now Mm. I'm experimenting with, okay, what if I'm gentle and just very clear? And uh, I know, and I trust myself and I'm like, all right, I'm getting even better results now that I'm uh, being easier on myself. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, So off of that, like when you have clients who come to you that are working on building their business, what is something that you find most of them are struggling with? Like what's, what's a block that you're seeing often? Mm. Yeah. Two, two massive things. Definitely. The first is I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs, soul led entrepreneurs, very heart led. Um, so their work is like an extension of them. You know, they're very, very, you know, intertwined with what it is that they offer. A lot of the time, you know, being so spiritually centered, there's this like huge resistance around the strategy and around, and it's, it's resistance and it's also like a misunderstanding as well of just like, I don't actually know, you know, so there's that side of it. And then there's also the flip side as well, where yes, they're, they're generally still spiritual and still, you know, heart led, but like what you were saying, where it's like it's so hard on themselves and they might be spiritual in what they teach or what they do, but they're very like, got to go, got to go, got to keep working, got to keep doing, got to keep hustling, got to, you know, the perfectionism is there. And so that for me, this is why I love what I do is because I get to kind of play in the pendulum, I guess, of like swinging, depending on the person, what they specifically need. Like, do you need aligned strategy, but to also be giving yourself room to play, to celebrate yourself, to bring more feminine flow in, or are you so in your feminine that, okay, let's bring in some more of that masculine structure, some of the systems, the processes, the automation. So that's going to hold space for you to be more in flow, which is always the paradox. Like when you actually implement the masculine, the structure, you are actually creating the container for more flow and for more feminine, which I love. And that's, I'm so passionate about it because, you know, people can resist routines or they can resist schedules or they can resist setting up funnels or automations thinking like, Oh, that's too masculine. And it's like, no, but when you do that, you're actually creating the container, you're creating the space so that you can go and be in flow and do whatever it is that you want day to day, moment to moment, because you've created the structure around it that actually supports it. So yeah, it's definitely both sides of that. And generally there's kind of a bit of both for most people that I work with. Mm -hmm. You had such a great uh, talk up recently that I watched about funnels. Um, And I'm not sure everybody's familiar with funnels. I was just starting to listen to um, a sales book. Uh, audiobook talking all about funnels. Anyways, it's so fascinating. And I think you're making such a good point that like when it's already automated and set up, we have all this free room to play. We don't have to worry about it. It's just like happening passively for us almost. So can you talk about funnels uh, for a second and just help us understand that? Oh my God. So this is like a huge, like part of my business, the brand sacred funnels. So I created sacred funnels seriously because of exactly that with just women in specifics, just being like, Oh my God, gross. Because all we know is the sales funnels that are like scammy, sleazy, pushy, click here, buy now, like that grow marketing. And most of us hate it. And that was the conversations that I was having over and over and over again was with women who were saying, I really want to have those automations. I want to have those systems but I don't want to do funnels because that's gross. Like I've been in that and that just feels, it feels out of alignment. And like I said, I'm working with spiritual entrepreneurs. So the the alignment part of it is so important. And um, yeah. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, how can we bridge this gap? How can I help women to start to see sales funnels as being sacred and hence sacred funnels was born. So my whole thing is that, you know, there's systems that serve you as you serve the world. So you're setting up processes that are going to, as you said, you know, allow you to have that passive income, allow you to automate the things that are happening in your business. The thing that I see the most and yeah, it, it's like, oh, like it kills me, but it's so common. The whole business is on Instagram. So the whole business is reliant on, I'm on my stories, I'm selling, I'm posting, I'm in the DMs. And that is literally it. Like, okay. And you know, it's beautiful. And I'm definitely not hating on that at all because yes, you're serving. Yes. You're getting your business off the ground. Yes. It's a beautiful organic way to be building your leads and, you know, getting your business going and no hate, no shame on that at all. And if you're listening to this and that's where you're at, celebrate yourself because it's like, okay, cool. You're doing amazing. 
this is now something that you can build into and you can extend into that's going to support you further in building out your impact and your income. So for me, so, so funnels essentially to give like a bit of a background of what a funnel is, it's like, think about it like an actual funnel, like you would pour water in the top and it comes out the bottom in a little bit. So it's like that. So your funnel is a system that you put into your business. So essentially the top is, you know, your audience. So it's like, or people coming into your audience. So you kind of want to capture people coming into your world. So it's very wide at the top. And then as it moves down, you're moving people through different stages of your funnel till at the bottom, there's going to be a percentage of people that are going to come out the other side. They're going to purchase something from you. And so setting up funnels in your business is really automating that process. So, you know, your entry point could be Instagram, but you could have your link in your bio and that links to, let's just say to keep this really easy, a lead magnet. So some sort of freebie or a download. And I talk about this all the time. And if you take one thing out of this episode, <laughs> you're building a business, let it be this build your mailing list because that is data that you own. You don't own Instagram. If Mark Zuckerberg woke up tomorrow and went, I'm done tapping out and got shut it down, like Facebook down, Instagram down. So many businesses will fall over because they're not building a solid foundation to be like, this is a business that's truly scalable that I also own, you know, the data of it. So if you've got a mailing list, that's, that's data that you own. So even if the social platforms go down, you can still contact, you know, your list, your audience. Hey there, just popping in for a second to tell you about my new offering, Cultivating Confidence. This is an online self-mastery course with eight modules, and it includes all of the practices and rituals that I've come back to over and over again to overcome clinical depression, multiple eating disorders, getting myself out of toxic relationship patterns, and essentially really just up-leveling to fully step into my power and my innate worth and my authenticity. And I truly believe that how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? Like the energy that we're putting out into the world is what comes back to us and what's reflected back to us in our environment. And I think we all also understand that really staying in that place of worthiness and self-love requires upkeep and a practice to come back to over and over again. So this course is designed exactly for that. I'm taking you through guided visualization meditations, transformational journaling, EFT tapping, emotional clearing rituals, goal setting, and designing a daily practice. So. I'm so excited to be offering that for you. And it's been such an honor to see the women in this container truly up-level themselves and really call in the life that they deserve and are ready for. So you can learn more at helendenham.com course, and you'll find all the information there. Sending so much love to you and back to our conversation. So yeah, to say it's so a funnel that could be, you know, your entry point is Instagram. You have your call to action, your link in your bio that's leading to a, a landing page, something free, something valuable. Don't be afraid of giving away things for free. Honestly, it's the best thing you can do. You're going to build relationships with your audience. They hit the landing page. It's going to be a percentage of people. So again, this is like the funnel as it moves down, it's a smaller amount of people at each stage, but it's always people moving through. A percentage are going to opt in. They're going to go, yeah, I want to, you know, opt in for that. They're then in your world on your mailing list. You can leave it there. That's a funnel right there, right? That's amazing. You can then take it to the next level if you desire. So with the traditional online marketing sales funnels, you know, your next page could then be something to purchase. So then you're offering them an opportunity to buy something from you then and there, which is beautiful because they are looking for a solution. And this is, you know, part of the education piece that I do around sacred funnels is really understanding you're not being pushy. You're not being annoying. Like these people have found you on your corner of the internet because they have a pain point and you are the person that can provide the solution. So it's actually a disservice to them. If you don't say, Hey, love you, got you. Here's the thing that could help you. It is a disservice to them. And it's a disservice to you because you're creating resistance around money that wants to flow to you. So that's a whole other thing. So, you know, so then, you know, you can have your offer. You might then have an upsell. You could have a bump, you know, these little add-ons. So this is kind of like fancy lingo, but like an additional thing that they can also buy. So like, for example, in my business, like I have a sacred funnel blueprint. People can opt in for it for free. It gives them a blueprint, a five part sales funnel. Then the next thing that they're going to see is the opportunity to buy the sacred funnel vault. It's like a $37 offer. So it's super cheap, super easy for people. It's giving them a bundle of things that's going to help them with the foundations of a funnel. And then at the checkout, there's a bump. 
And so that add-on is, you know, offering them email sequence templates. So if you don't want to be thinking about what do I put in my emails? What do I write? All that sort of stuff. Then I'm like, that's okay. I've got you. Here's the copy for that. So then there's swipe files and then there's additional things, but it's just about providing next steps in the solution continuously. But I know I've, I've sort of given you a big overview of funnels, but overall, if nothing else, it is really about recognizing that there are ways that you can automate the whole sales process so that you set it up once and you let it work for you forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The book I was thinking of, by the way, is Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, which was so oh, good. Russell. Yeah, oh, Russell. The God yeah. of Funnels. Yeah. 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 He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. But it's so fun. Like once you start learning about it, it's so fun. It's like, and I think oh, yeah. that's how I ended up finding you. Cause I started to look into funnels and then I found you through Natalia Benson and I was like, whoa, mm. <laughs> gotta talk to Tay. Love her. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. And so much of that book too was about storytelling and owning your story and getting really clear on that. And then just honoring that and, and being of service. And I love that so much of your work and your narrative is focusing on like having women especially understand that their story is you know such an empowering part of them and that's how we're going to heal each other and not to be afraid of like being too pushy or being too salesy so like how do you break people through that block like it's it's not pushy or crazy to be selling online like do you find that people fear that sometimes yeah Definitely. Definitely. I do a lot of work with clients around this and a lot of, you know, content that I've been sharing for years is rooted in the story that selling is sacred and recognizing that it is the most sacred exchange. So, you know, when we think about money and I'm assuming maybe your audience knows a little bit about this, but like money is energy. So like ultimately it's an energetic exchange when you are putting your services or putting your products out there and people are paying you in exchange for that. And look, first I put my hand up and say, I used to have a lot of stories around this, like feeling bad accepting money. Like somehow that was like a negative thing or a bad thing to be like, Oh my God, I made this person pay me. And a lot of us, especially women have stories around that where it's like, Oh God, like I should just give it away for free or no one will want to, you know, get this from me or I'm not worthy. And a lot of it comes from that, you know, the worthiness piece around accepting compensation for what it is that we put out into the world. But it really is about remembering that, you know, you, what you are doing is you putting your gifts out there, your light, your skill set. You are putting it out there in service of others and people are looking for it and they actually desire to pay you for it. They are literally looking for those solutions. They want to pay you. Think about it for yourself. If you're out there, you're looking for a solution. Do you think that you're going to get the most value out of something that is for free? Or do you think that you're going to get the most value out of something that you actually pay for? It's always going to be the thing that you pay for. It's a, it's a saying that goes around, but like when you pay, you pay attention. So like, you know, you are, if you are investing in something, you're going to invest the time, the focus, the energy, all that sort of stuff. If you get something for free, you're kind of like, eh, it's all right. Like maybe I'll sort of just pop that in the audio email inbox and I'll get back to it later or whatever. Or, you know, if it's a service, you kind of think, okay, well, why are they giving it away for free? Like, you know, is there something better that I could actually pay for? Because we ultimately want to get the best result. And so, you know, as the service provider, as the product provider, it really is about remembering that like it's being of service when you allow that energetic exchange and it needs to be equal. And that's, you know, coming down again, the divine law of compensation, like really bringing in those universal laws again, like it needs to be equal. So it's not, you're not helping anyone by not putting it out there. Number one, you're really not helping because you're saying no to money and you're not helping people who need you. But number two, if you're then not charging or you're significantly undercharging, that's a disservice as well, because that's, again, there's going to be people who go, Oh, well, this person seemed good, but it just seems a little bit too cheap. I'm going to go with this option that feels like it's going to be a bit more, you know, value packed because it's a higher investment, things like that. And we've all been there on the buying side of it. So we can all relate to it. So it's just about remembering those two things and just being like, you know what, at the end of the day, no one is me. No one can deliver things the way that I deliver them. People can be delivering the exact same. Look, we literally just talked about Russell Brunson. I'm not sitting here being like, don't talk about Russell. Like I'm the funnel girl. No, like Russell's amazing. I've learned so much from Russell and fully owning that there is more than enough room for all of us at the table. Russell's, you know, he owns a bloody funnels company. So of course he's so good at what he does, but I know that not everyone is going to resonate with Russell, with Russell's way of teaching. So there's going to be a lot of people who are like, Hey, I relate to you. I relate to the way that you speak about funnels. I relate to your story. Maybe you relate to 
my hair or my style. Something about you will resonate with me and maybe not with Russell and vice versa. There are so many people who would be like, oh my God, this girl is way too woo. You know, especially a lot of men who would be like, no, 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 I need it to be much more like here is step one, two, three, four, five, get it done, get it out. You know, like... Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's, they're not going to relate to the way that I teach. And that's amazing because they're not who I'm here to serve. And so it's just about remembering that, you know, you are you, you have a gift, you have a life, you feel called to something. It is for a reason. The universe can just give you that little nudge to be like, psych, you know, you don't get to do this. It's like, no, that's been given to you for a reason. No one has gone through the experiences that you do. No one teaches it the way that you do. No one provides it the way that you do because they're not you. Mm. So trust that, put yourself out there. And just know that in doing so, the universe is going to rearrange itself to align the right people to come into your world. Mm. Oh my gosh. So good, Tay. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> I mean, I love the uh, little phrase you used, when people pay, they pay attention for sure. I mean, I noticed that mm. too, as was myself as a buyer. It's like, if I didn't pay for it, I was definitely going to ignore it. And again, to totally. your point of like each teacher having a different frequency and way of teaching, even if it's really similar subject matter, like... I switch teachers like every year. Like I take courses from this creator for like, it, it, as I evolve, I grow with different people. I switch around podcasts. Like it just is human nature. It makes so much sense. So I think it's so important to hone in on that, but there is room for all of us. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Just about celebrating that. Some of my best friends in that I've met through Instagram and through podcasting and now have beautiful relationships with, we do the exact same work. We just do it a little <laughs> bit differently our own way. Like we work with entrepreneurs, we work with women, we work with spiritual leaders. None of us are sitting here being like, Oh, well, I don't want to talk about you. Like we tag each other on stories, you know, we shout each other out. We share with each other what we're doing in our, like there's literally no like, oh my God, scarcity mindset, need to hold this to myself. Like it's about tapping into that abundance mindset and thinking there's room for all of us. The limitless abundance. Let's all just like celebrate that for a moment. There's limitless abundance. So someone having abundance in their life does not mean, oh, well, that's taken away from me. It's like, no, if they're doing it, oh my God, amazing. Celebrate them. I can do it too, you know, and leaning into that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are there any other like self-limiting beliefs that you've found in yourself recently that you've been getting over, I guess? Yeah. Um, I think for me, big one. So like I said, I went through my Saturn return. So that started in Feb, but it actually carries this whole year for me, um, which I didn't know anything about Saturn returns until it was happening. And someone, again, another entrepreneur that I met at an event last year messaged me on Instagram and said, babe, are you going through your Saturn return? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Am I like, what is that? Had no idea. And then she went and had a look and we looked at the charts and yes, I was like, she was like on the money. Um, and you know, for me that brought up a lot. So that was for me really looking at a lot of the work that I've done recently is around validation, um, authenticity, worthiness, and the boundaries piece. So with the validation, I would say a massive one for me was around the goals that I had, even within my business um, and feeling as though certain milestones that I was working towards and becoming incredibly obsessed with around like the million dollar mark in business, hitting a million dollars in revenue, that that became all encompassing for me. And I love to share this because, you know, I know every time I do people are like, Oh my God, I feel like that too. And I know that. And again, this, you know, sort of links into the authenticity is like this for me would have been something I wouldn't have shared in the past. I would have been like, no, no, I'm just going to keep this to myself. But this is again, something that I've worked on as well is sharing more of who I am sharing very honestly, even the vulnerabilities, which, you know, it's vulnerability when you're like, Oh, should I? And that right there, it's like, well, that's vulnerability. You're going to work through that. Or are you going to let that dictate you? Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, the validation piece was massive around like thinking that I will be validated when I hit a million dollars a year in my business and nothing else mattered to me. And that I became so consumed with that, like it's pushing away other elements of my life in favor of like million dollars, million dollars, million dollars. And then I had to look at it because people were asking me, like my osteo asked me, my coach asked me, like people were saying, like it was that, you know, important to me, Tate, why this million dollars? Like why a million? Mm. And I realized I could not give them an answer. I didn't have a reason I just thought it was important. And it wasn't like, okay, well, when I have a million dollars, it will mean that I can X, Y, Z. Like there's so many things on the way to a million dollars that would shift. And it's not the million dollars that's going to allow that. It's going to happen well before the million dollar mark. So I had to really look at that and go, oh my God, why am I so consumed by this? And then doing the inner work, 
really allowed me to realize that it was around thinking that I will be validated when I hit this particular milestone. So for me, it was deconstructing that and then going, okay, well, actually, what is it that I actually desire out of my life? And then it went through and did, I did a lot of work. I actually joined a membership and did a lot of inner child stuff around abundance. And so really looking at like, what does abundance really mean to me? And so building out my abundance code, what that looks like for me is actually spirituality and source connection. It is freedom and security. It is wellness and um, health. And it's being able to, you know, be be present actually in the moment and having that authenticity and being honest and having those relationships that are grounded in that. So doing that was like, Oh my God, this is what's important to me. That's not going to be made by a million dollars. Like, and so it's how can I integrate all of those elements of abundance? And of course I still have financial goals. Like I'm not saying financial goals are a bad thing at all, but the financial goals that I have now are really tied to my abundance code. And also there's a, there's a big why behind them. And so that was massive for me around why do I have this particular money goal? Okay, cool. I have an attachment to why that's actually important to me. What's it going to mean once I hit that for my life, for me and my partner, for my business, all these sort of things. Okay, cool. And now I'm way more attached to it. Mm. So that was absolutely massive. Yeah. Great example. And I imagine that, you know, when you do hit that million dollar marker, if you were still on the same mindset, it would just probably have continued right until you're like, okay, totally. well, now it's 2 million. It's like, when does it really end? And it's, yeah. It wouldn't have. Yeah. It, wouldn't end, it just right? always felt like I was chasing and that's like, I just, it wasn't, I was never getting to that point of feeling, you know, fulfilled. I just would have, I know I just would have kept going. So I'm so grateful that it came up now. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I can look at this. And now, and you know, it's crazy. It's not crazy, but it seems crazy. You know, you do this work and then money starts to flow in so much more abundance than when you were so obsessed with it. And that's what you thought that you had. And that, you know, comes back to the manifesting piece around the ego, the limiting beliefs, all that sort of stuff, you know, doing the inner child work. It's not just about thinking about it. It's not just about focusing on it and being, you know, so obsessed with it. It's about, you know, doing the work along the way. And then that's what energetically actually creates the shift. And then, you know, you take action that's then, you know, more supportive of it and the results come. Yeah, absolutely. I just kind of noticed that in my own business, which is just really starting, starting at all this past year. And I noticed like the more vulnerable I get and the more willing I am to dive into those sticky subjects that make me like gag a little bit. I'm like, whoa, yeah. that's exactly what I need to be talking about. And I, and I see that translate um, energetically into money or sales or just people being like, yeah. oh, I trust you now because you're sharing this yes. more vulnerable side. And like, that's, that's truly being of service instead of just being like, oh, I got it all figured out. Good to go. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all know, like, you know, whether someone's super into the woo or not on a subconscious level, energetically, whether people are aware of it, they know, they know whether they relate to you. They know whether it feels a little bit off or they know if, Hey, this girl's telling half the truth, like where's the rest. And so it can feel really scary to share the more vulnerable sides of things. But that, like you said, like that's where that authenticity comes in. You're actually going to build relationships and you're going to build true connections with your audience and with people who then trust you to be like, you know what? Now I want to go ahead and, you know, invest in whatever services you have or buy your products and things like that because that trust is actually there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the last thing I would love to ask you, Tay, is just do you have any like, Final simple business advice for us. Any any tips that you would say, let's let's integrate these. This will help you up level a little bit that we might be missing. What's coming through is to really own who you are, to not apologize for it, and to not be afraid of the journey either and the unknown. Because I know that it can be really easy to just be like, oh, I'm comfortable here. This feels safe. This feels good, you know, and you know. If you're thinking about starting a business or if you've started one, like props to you because that in and of itself, that is getting it out of your comfort zone. Like that's huge. So celebrate yourself for that. Celebrate your journey. Celebrate it along the way. When we celebrate, we manifest more to celebrate because we're in the frequency of celebration. Um, but yeah, just really owning who you are and all of you, not just the good bits either. Like, you know, it's <laughs> saying good, but ultimately it's all good because it's all you. So really just celebrating all that you are accepting it, working with it, 
being open to the journey of learning both yourself, both your business, all the, it is an ongoing journey. I honestly say like entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you will ever go on. It will uncover parts of you that you did not even know were there um, and celebrate that even when it feels incredibly hard and you feel like you want to quit and you don't want to do it anymore. Trust me, don't quit. Keep going. You're exactly where you're meant to be. I always talk about that, that, you know, it's all happening in divine timing. You are so supported. The universe is literally guiding you every step of the way. Just continue to trust. Just continue to take one step, one foot in front of the other. You don't have to be at the end goal tomorrow. And as well, even as I say that, enjoy the steps because I think a lot of the time we can get really caught up in the end goal and where we want to be that we get frustrated with where we are right now. And we try to rush through this process only to realize like, Oh my gosh, the process was the beautiful part. Like the process was my life. And so if we're rushing through moment to moment just to get to the goal, it's like the money thing. You'll get to the goal and then you're going to be like, okay, next goal and keep moving. And you're never going to feel that presence, that gratitude, that joy, that elation in the moment. So just enjoying it, just showing up as who you truly are, knowing that that's going to call on the exact perfect people and just trusting that the work that you're doing is so incredibly needed and you've been guided to it for a reason. Mm, yes. Thank you, Tay. I just had this big um, sigh of relief as you were walking us through that. It's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. You are just so wise and just so articulate. So I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And uh, so if people want to work with you and connect with you, how can we find you? Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a joy. I just realized how we've been speaking for like nearly an hour and it's I know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. If people want to work with me, um, the best way to come and find me is on my website. So it's www.taylorray.com.au. Um, I'm also on social media on all platforms at this is Tay Ray. Um, and on both those platforms, I've got, you know, my podcast, I've got heaps of free resources. My favorite one is my three day course it's free it's called blend the way with the work and it's for coaches and course creators and solid business owners who really want to start and scale to those first five figure months in business um it's my pride and joy that course because it's just i poured everything into it because i just know when you're getting started it can very much be you know like god where do i start and sometimes it can be hard to know so that's what that course is for and then yeah that will lead you into masterminds private coaching bunch of courses. It's all my website. So if you want to find out any of it, just head ahead to the website. I'm going to go take it right now. <laughs> I'm excited to go look at that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, please do. Honestly, I, I say it with confidence because the feedback I got from that course was overwhelming. Like women messaging me just saying like, I am in tears. Like, I can't oh. believe you gave this away for free. And it's truly because I know when you are getting started, it just can feel overwhelming. And sometimes, you know, all the freebies in the world, it's like, oh, I still don't know. So I just was like, here you go. I'm just going to put it all in three days and you can follow these steps and it will actually talk about funnels and everything. So it's not just the surface level. It's, it's a lot. So yeah, definitely go check that out on the website. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again. So grateful for you. And uh, thank you for being here. All right, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Again, you can find Taylor on Instagram at this is Tay Ray and her website is taylorray.com.au. So absolutely check out what's going on over there. Her wisdom just goes above and beyond. So I'm excited for you to pick up on that. And of course, I'm at Helen Denham underscore on Instagram and HelenDenham.com is my website. And you'll find blog posts, past podcast episodes. You can sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter there. We've got merch up now. <laughs> the course information's all there. So that's like, that's home base for me. So thank you again for being here and I will talk to you soon. Bye.